Yeah. Happy four-year anniversary. Aw, yay. Thank you. That would have been Wednesday, back, this past Wednesday. Back at you. The fourth four-year anniversary of this year podcast. Wild. It's crazy we've been doing this this long. It's, yeah, it's been a long time. does not feel like it's been four years. No, it really doesn't. Which is weird to think, but yeah. We're back at it again. We're closing in on episode 200. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. <laughs> but hello, welcome to this week's episode of Season Lamb Chicago Bovier. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Howe and Ladium. Hello. This is episode 197. And it's time to talk about an old video game. Yep. That we played. That's not four years old. No, it's a little bit older than that. It is approaching its 25th birthday. Oh my god. <laughs> so a little bit older. Man. Just a I, snidge. I don't think of it as that old and then I'm like, oh right, it did come out, what, 1994? Five. Five, wow. So like, yeah, it, it is It is a little old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That it is. Uh, we are talking about Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy's Kong Quest. Quest. Not the other way around. Not the way do you think it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks that it's uh, Diddy Kong's Quest. But that gets rid of the, the pun. Mm-hmm. That's Kong Quest. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, a few weeks back, I don't remember how far back. Who the heck knows? Um, the time is a construct this year, particularly. Yeah. Uh, we played Donkey Kong Country because it came out on the Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo Entertainment System for Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just played through this because it just came out. Uh, so yeah, we are getting our we are moving through the Donkey Kong Country series. I'm assuming at some point they'll add three because why not? I hope so because I really don't remember that one very well. But yeah, this game came out in November 1995 in Japan and December 95 here in the States and in Europe. So uh, basically a year after DKC1 and then 3 comes out a year after this. Mm-hmm. Um, 1995 being, of course, the late, late, late era of the Super Nintendo. Yep. Uh, apparently this was the second best-selling game of 1995. What was the first? I don't know, actually. Huh. Uh, uh, After Yoshi's Island. Oh. That was the best-selling game in 95. It is the sixth best-selling game of the Super Nintendo. And is also the highest-selling Super Nintendo game to not be a pack-in title. That's impressive. That is very impressive. So there you go, yeah. 95. 95 is a weird year because that's... Obviously, like I said, it's the we're very much getting into the tail end of the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some other stuff is kind of happening at this point. Yeah, I mean, Mario 64 came out in 96, right? Uh... I'll Google. I'm Googling. Uh, but yeah, 95 is when the Sony PlayStation would have been on the market in the United States by this point. Yeah. Along with the uh, Sega Saturn. Uh, yeah, it's, Mario 64 is 96. Wild. So yeah, the next generation of consoles are already on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- excluding, I think, the 64, which comes out in 96. Right. As well. But yeah, so like, Two next-gen consoles are on the market when this game comes out, which, again, not not very surprising because, like, there's a lot of very, like, good late-gen Super Nintendo games that came out, like, well into the, the life cycle of that console. Right. Um, which is something you don't really see nowadays, obviously, but Nintendo kind of had some free time on their hands because their console wasn't going to be out for another year. <laughs> So yeah, this is the sequel to Donkey Kong Country, the uh, highly successful reboot of the Donkey Kong franchise, essentially. Uh, except this time you do not play as Donkey Kong. 
Nope, he's been kidnapped. They're like, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> Which also kind of becomes a recurring theme in this series where the main character of the game will get kidnapped in the next game. <laughs> yep. As we will see when we play through DKC3. Uh, but yeah, let's talk. Do you want to talk about the development of this here video game? Please. Again, as always, we are discussing this from the Wikipedia mm -hmm. section. Uh, development on Diddy's Conquest began shortly after the release of Donkey Kong Country, but before its commercial success, the employees of Rare desired to present new concepts concepts that were not integrated into the previous title. Rare founder Tim Stamper served as director of the game, whereas his colleague Brandon Gunn, who had worked on the original, returned to design the game. In response to complaints from veteran gamers, <laughs> that's a jury. Oof. The game was designed to be more challenging than its predecessor. So that's that's an interesting, that's an interesting thought there. Interesting several take. several working titles were considering, including DK Rescue, Diddy's Day Out, Diddy's Wild Country, and Diddy's Wild Frontier. <laughs> here's the okay. Here's here's a stickler. Diddy Kong's Quest was decided on originally but was slightly altered into Diddy's Conquest to create a play on the word Conquest. So originally it was Diddy Kong's Quest. <laughs> and then somebody realized, like, oh, hey, we can make a pun out of this. Mm -hmm. Nice. You know what? I, I support the pun master who titled this. It's true. Uh, the game was re-released for the Game Boy Advance in 2004, and a Virtual Boy port was in development at one time, Ooh. but never released. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Diddy's Conquest, like its predecessor, uses like, utilizes silicon graphics because every late game, Super Nintendo, big Super Nintendo game, utilizes silicon graphics. Yep. And advanced computer modeling, ACM rendering technology, in which pre-rendered pre images are modeled as 3D objects and then transformed to 2D sprites and background layers. Um, we talked about this when we we talked about DKC one, where I said I don't think that game has aged well visually. Uh, I would say the same thing about this game, but I think. The differentiating factor with DKC2 is that, like, the the backgrounds and, like, environments are way more vibrant. Yeah. And unique compared to what DKC1 offers. So, like, that is a definite, I think, upgrade in that aspect. But it's still a game that does not look great on modern televisions. <laughs> uh, the game's pirate theme narrative and level design was influenced by designer Greg Mayles' fascination with the golden age of piracy. All right. The team attempted to maintain the sense of speed and requirement of timing from the previous game. To avoid reproducing the same game entirely, Males altered, altered the gameplay to be less linear and more encouraging of exploration, while respecting the basics of fluidity and speed. Uh, in order to surprise players, the team decided to cast Diddy Kong as the main character as opposed to Donkey Kong. Males said that he dared to do he dared to do without the iconic character of the series because this team's youth, Males himself was 23 during development, jeez, allowed them to oh disregard risks. The team preserved the gameplay mechanic of controlling two characters, which led to the creation of Dixie Kong. While Donkey and Diddy Kong controlled similarly, the team decided to establish a, a, a character with very different abilities to force the player to change between characters regularly. To, to achieve this difference, the team gave Dixie the ability to hover and descend gradually. Dixie was modeled and animated by Steve Mayles. According to Greg, the choice to introduce a female character was decided before the creation of her ponytail, and neither the hovering mechanism nor the intention to, cr to increase female representation in video games were an influence in the matter. You know, I want to say, like, Nintendo's, uh, I guess, push into having their lady characters have hover abilities is mm -hmm. pretty legit. Like, in uh, Mario 2 US, like, Toadstool had the, the like, hovering ability. Mm -hmm. And then we have Dixie here with the, the hair helicopter. Like, that's legit. I, I, I admire their dedication to the lady copters. The ponytail was initially given to create a, tra a trailing visual effect when Dixie runs, and Greg decided to put the ponytail to use upon seeing this effect in action. The concept of Dixie descending by using her ponytail as a helicopter blade, with blade was then created. Due to the time-consuming nature of the modeling process, Dixie Diddy's model was used as the base for Dixie. The ponytail was then added, and the clothes were changed, and her, his features were made more feminine. <laughs> Nearly 50 names were considered by Dixie, including Dadeen, D, Daisy, Dandy, Dolly, Dizzy, Danny, Dippy, and Ducky. Oof. Some of those are bad. The team initially opted for Dedane before finally deciding on Dixie. 
Shigeru Miyamoto participated in the creation of the game's, game's characters as he had for previous title for the previous title. Miyamoto offered different motifs to adorn Dixie's beret with inc- with including a banana, a heart, and a logo, namely one namely one inspired by that of the musical group ABBA. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Rare incorporated the idea for a logo and placed a small version of the company's own on Dixie's beret in an early promotional art. The creation of Dixie came at the expense of Donkey Kong's fiancée, Candy Kong, who was removed from the game's cast due to Nintendo's concerns over her sexually provocative nature. But she's in the poster in the back. Also, like, didn't we establish in the last one that Candy is not the fiancée? Yeah. Huh. When did we switch? According to the source from Wikipedia, is from Le Histoire de Donkey Kong, a French publication. Uh, but pre- th- we we looked at like the the manual that said that 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 wasn't the case. Right, like, they were just friends. Right. Again, she had the, feelings for him, but he wasn't ready. The Donkey Kong lore is very bizarre and and clearly contested. <laughs> yes, obviously. Uh, the design choice to have Diddy and Dixie transform into the friendly animals that were initially mounted in the previous title was made out of concerns over sprite size. Additionally, Greg noted that having the two player characters clinging onto a parrot would significantly reduce its maneuverability. Also, like, it's not a realistic game. You don't have to go that far. Yeah, no. Uh, let's briefly talk about the soundtrack. Okay. Which is good. It's very good. Uh, the soundtrack of Diddy's Conquest was composed by David Wise and was released in the United States as the original Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, the soundtrack maintains similar similarity to its predecessor with its prominent percussion and eclectic genres ranging between big band, disco, and hip-hop. The melodies and rhythms are largely, largely comical in tone, but occasionally melancholic. Certain themes are reminiscent of compositions by Vangelis and Phil Collins. You know, of course. Yeah! <laughs> Why is cited Koji Kondo's music for the Mario and Zelda games? Uh, Jeff and Tim Fallon's music for Plock wild choices as well and synthesizer based film soundtracks released in the 1980s as influences in creating the music for the donkey kong country series so basically like he he's like i'm gonna do some synthwave dk stuff basically yeah i'm wondering which stuff he would consider influenced by phil collins yeah interesting uh and i'm assuming the hip-hop thing is diddy's little bit at the end yeah i would assume so as well Dixie's got a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the music's great. Um, the uh, even though the the most nightmarish of levels, the Bramble levels are just, like that soundtrack just out of this world. It's that, like you look at the soundtrack compared to the last soundtrack, and it's like night and day better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last soundtrack's good, but like this one is just like top tier. Yeah, it's it's way high up there in terms of OSTs for mm. me. Uh, we also learned that Drake sampled one of the the tracks from this game and did it his poorly. Twenty fifteen mixtape. If you're reading this, is too late. But yeah, he just like takes like the first two seconds of it and just loops it. He did it and poorly. Like, like, mm. So much of that song that's actually good, or like he could have done like a significant amount of it rather than just like here's a little bit and it doesn't make sense and it sounds yeah. bad. Uh, let's see here. This game sold a combined 4.37 million copies in the United States and Japan on the Super Nintendo. The total copy number of copies in Japan at 2.21 million and 2.16 million in the United States. Uh, retailers struggled to meet the demand for the game. Just flying off the shelves. And then the Game Boy Advance version sold 630,000 copies and earned 19 million by August 2006. Uh, during the period between January 2000 and August 2006, it was the 41st highest selling game launched for the GBA, Nintendo DS, or the PlayStation Portable in the country. That being the United States. Seems like that. It's such a big drop off, though, but I wonder how much of that is just like people just not wanting to rebuy the game. Yeah. Considering it's only been like 10 years after the fact. Only been 10 years. Or just like, I mean, I never had a GBA, so like. I never bought it for the GBA, but I had a GBA. Yeah. So like, I, I wonder just like, because I know they did a lot of like the re-releases for uh, the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. or like Super Nintendo releases on the GBA. Yes. But yeah, like the GBA sold 81 million units 
And then this game only sold 630,000 copies. That seems so weird. Yeah, that's, that's, huh. Especially coming off to the fact, coming off the fact that it originally sold over 2 million. Right. So yeah, like I wonder, I just, I wonder what the reasoning is for like such a huge drop off. It's just like, is it a combination of GBA people at that time just having already played it and just not wanting to play it again or just like, I, I also don't know, like, how weird that GBA version is, if it's, like, one-to-one or not, or, if, like, yeah, some funky stuff with it. Yeah, that was my next question, is, like, is it an inferior yeah. version? Or is it the fact that people were burned from DK64 and still feeling the effects of that? <laughs> wow. I feel like uh, I need to, like, replay that at some point and see if yeah. if, if I can stand it. Since also, I- this is saying that it sold 603,000 copies by August 2006. The game launched in November of 04 in the United States. So it sold 603,000 copies in two years. Oof. Which, again, not a whole lot. No. Dang. It's very bizarre. I didn't realize that came out when I was in high school. Well, I'm an know. old. You're an old. I'm an old. Uh, so yeah. Um, let's talk about the gameplay of this here video game. One of the weird things that we kind of figured out as we were playing through this game is that you remembered a lot of this game. Yes. I did not remember a lot of this game. <laughs> Which is interesting because like I definitely owned all three of these games. Mm-hmm. But like there were definite parts in like the middle portions, like middle the first first middle half and the second middle half. Where, like, I, there was, like, levels that I was like, I don't remember this at all. Like, I don't remember what we're supposed to do here. And you were just like, yeah. oh, yeah, we gotta do this, this, and this. I was like, okay. Like, I remember the, like, the opening world mm-hmm. on the, the boat. Yep. I remember the roller coaster uh, minecart levels. Like the theme park area? Yes. Um, I remember the bee boss. <laughs> God, the bee boss. I remember, like, the bramble areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember the final boss. Mm-hmm. And then that was basically kind of it. Yeah, I remember specifically that um, there's like a a level that I saw the name of it. And I was like, oh, hey, this is the one where we have to do the balloons. And you're like, what? I'm like, how do you remember this? I remember this one best out of the three. Mm-hmm. I this one a lot. See, I think I, I played through this. I beat it. And then... Afterwards, I got DKC3 and then played that for like two years until I got a PlayStation. So mm-hmm. I probably played more DKC3 because like there's just more stuff in that game as well. Right. Um, more so than I played this game in particular. But I remember I definitely did play this game because I, I remember that boss fight vividly. But then like just, yeah, there was a bunch of sections just throughout that game where I was just like, ah, what is this? And this part isn't of familiar. it might have been for me that like. I was really excited when it came out because I got to play as a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only was she a girl, but she had that cool helicopter move that could get you out of a lot of tight spots. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was real stoked as a small owl. That I was like, all right, cool. I get to play as a lady. Um, and I mean, I could do that in three, mm-hmm. but this was like the first time of that. And it's like, oh, this right. is cool. It was your Mario Kart thing. Yeah. <laughs> basically like first time in a game that i was able to play as a girl this is awesome Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play her all the time yeah and i did even in 64 i tended to lean as uh tiny because she one had the helicopter move too but also was a girl and was the only girl in the cast you know they uh they think their representation doesn't matter, but uh, I'm sitting here saying, like, I was real stoked as a kid whenever I got to play as a girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. Oh, I'm wearing my Super Nintendo socks today. I didn't realize that. <laughs> How on theme am I? Good job. Yay! Very intentional. Very, very. Um, looking back, um, Dixie's outfit is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But then again, Diddy's doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. So he wears a shirt and a hat, and that's it. (laughs) DK's just naked with a tie. Yep. He's basically dressed like he works at like Chippendales. (laughs) 
Maybe maybe that was the true inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I will be interested when we play three to see like what I do remember of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely have stronger memories of two than any of them. Like I said, maybe sixty four, but I I don't know. I haven't played that in ages. You shouldn't. Well, you said I want to try and see like if I can if if it because I like those games better than you do. Mm. Like I like the the Banjo Kazooie and Chewie games better than you did too. Anyway, um, but yeah. This was easily my favorite of the one, two, and three. But then three, you ended up getting like the big boy. The big boy. I forget. Kitty Kong. Kitty, yeah. He's a big boy. He's a big, big baby. Big baby. Which that's another thing. Um, Dixie like sucks on her thumb when she's idle. I'm like, why are you doing that? That's really weird. I don't know if you noticed that. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a. Well, she's not a baby. It's, it's her remembering her time in the Kong War. (laughs) God. Well, her, her, um, idol animations got me in trouble with you a few times. Why is that? Because I was eating all the honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would just sit there and just let her eat the honey. I'm like, wow, you're just stealing all these bees' honey for no reason. They're trying to no murder wonder, us. No wonder they're mad at us. They're trying to murder us. And yes, so I because you stole the honey. No, they tried to murder us before I stole the honey. No, they they, they saw it. They had a future premonition of you <laughs> coming in and stealing their honey. Like, we're going to nip this in the bud before it happens. So these bees can see into the future yeah. and want to murder us. Mm-hmm. Because I ate the honey off the walls. Correct. Man, honey's delicious, though. Yeah, but it's not yours. You could have asked. You didn't. You were just, like, climbing up the wall and just like, I'm just going to eat this. (laughs) It's like, gross. You don't know where your monkey paws have been. Oh, I know exactly where the monkey paws have been. And all those levels. (laughs) Those levels aren't clean. No, they're probably not. (laughs) We've been in water. We've been in, like... Weird lava water. Weird swamps. Oh yeah, with the the cackling shirt men. Cackling shirt man. That's what they are. The ha 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 throw barrels. <laughs> and then Sonic the Hedgehog is there. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is there. Then you have to murder him or get flung by him, whichever your choice is. You know, just the, the Sonic experience. <laughs> That's what that movie's about: is that you either have to murder Sonic or he let you let him fling you. <laughs> Um, Just 90 minutes of that. <laughs> Man. The honey levels are interesting, though. Uh, that can be hard. I do like the change that um, you can, like, become the the critter friends in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... You could have them, but you can also be them. Because it definitely takes out the, the unpredictability of, like, oh, if I get hit and lose this then oh god i'm boned right and like they they specifically designed the levels around you using the animals mm-hmm. compared to being like well we have to design it in case they might have it but if they don't they also need to be able to do this as well so like i think it kind of adds a bit of flexibility to the level design compared to what you had in the first game where it was like well maybe they'll have it maybe they won't so we can't really do too much in that direction but here it's just like well now you have it, so go have fun. Um, and it is fun. We we get uh, we got on guard back. We got um, the the rhino. I think his name is Ramby. Is Ramby. Um, we got Squawks. Yep. Uh, I don't know the snake's name. Rattly. Well, that makes sense. And then the Spooter, who is the only Spooter that Squitter. He's got shoes on. He, he's got he's got kicks on. He's got his Jordans on. And then you just like you can just cheese the levels by just climbing to the top and then just just spider webbing your ways very slowly across the level. 
Man, having the spider is like one of the best ways to choose the levels. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. I love it. That it's you can just spam the attack button mm -hmm. and hit whatever you want. Except for the red bees, you can't kill those guys. It's very good. The only times it gets stressful is when like in like the last level where you have to like climb that tower and like you're using like all the animals <laughs> and like you have to hurry through your jumps and the spider webs and stuff like that. That's the only yeah. time it gets real stressful where you can't cheese it. But like other than that, it's just it's very good because you're just like, oh, this is all right. I'm just gonna take it easy now. <laughs> There's no time limit on these levels. I can just like let's go as slow as I want. <laughs> Taking it easy, man. But that's fun. Did I miss any of the animal pals? No, I don't think so. That's it. Okay. They also have like um, new abilities where you can like hold the A button and charge up an attack. Mm-hmm. So, like, on guard and Rambi have, like, a charge attack that you can use to bust through walls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which gives you more access to bonus levels. Because there's a lot of bonus levels in this here video game. A lot. And the Snick has a ultra bounce, but it takes forever to charge. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we learned that the hard way. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I will say that having the ability to use save states makes this game much easier to get through and less mm -hmm. infuriating that's true i feel like we were way less mad than we were when we played dkc1 yes absolutely less mad there was and definitely it, times where we were mad especially like the b boss fight the b boss um, fight was very irritating and also that one level where we had to use all the animals the the big climbing the castle yeah, level that, yeah that was rough but i mean at least that one's like this is the end of the game so like you're kind of Expect it. Expecting that, but also like doing that all in one go is like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. The B is the only time that I can really think of that we're just like, ah. Yeah, it's just the way that like you have to hit a very, so it's a big B, obviously. The big, there's a boss fight where you fight a big B. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way you can damage it is by hitting the stinger, which is a mm -hmm. very, very small hitbox. And you're playing a Squawks the Parrot who has very weird movement and he can only shoot in like, shoot whatever he shoots like his balls or nuts or whatever he's shooting at people in like a curved angle that come yep. out of his mouth so it just makes for a very awkward feeling boss fight because then you have to like make sure your curved hit your curve shot hits this very tiny uh hitbox and you have to do it like six times especially when the in the bees like getting faster and faster so it's just like going up and down avoiding it oh god let me see if i can shoot oh i missed up oh, trying to time this again see if i do oh i missed again time this again it's rough and we got very close like i think a few times and it was just like ah um like that that i think was the most frustrated i got with this game yeah which i'm, which I'm sure you were able to tell <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, when we were, I say this as if it were a long time ago. Um, Last there was, week. There was a lot of cursing on your end during the, the B fight. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we were we were doing fine. Um, I, I had some, some dumb moves that I pulled every once in a while. I, I think we but... both had some dumb moves that we pulled every okay, once in a while. Okay, that's valid. That's absolutely valid. Um, whoops. <laughs> Because there would be times where you would do something and I'd be like, ow, what are you doing? And then I would like <laughs> immediately do something back and you'd be like, Jared, what are you doing? I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't use my no. line against me. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah. was definitely some times where we're just like, just some goofy mistakes that we would do. But also we are playing this online. So like there's going to be instances of like latency and lag. So like that doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily help. But yeah. We did play, I think, a lot better than we played when we played this in person, where, like, we got stuck on the fire level, but, like, then we just cruised through it when we yeah. were playing it this way, so it was like, why were we so struck, or, like, so stuck on that level for so long? That's a good question. I do we just one-shotted it, essentially. Yeah, basically. Clearly, I mean, the uh, there's, like, there's clearly some, like, big latency and lag in the, in my... NES Mini that's been hacked, so <laughs> I, I'm just gonna blame that. That's smart. It's all those uh, Famicom disc, Famicom disc games that are on there. It's you know, it's introduces like a half second of lag clearly, so the jumps aren't as accurate. Mm -hmm. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I remember, it's like kind of going to that that lava area and being like, "All oh, right, we had we got stuck on this area, remember?" Mm -hmm. And then it was just like we just, excuse me, we just cruised through all those areas, those levels, and I was just like, "Wait." 
how did we get stuck here last time? <laughs> we also didn't have to spend any of the coins because we just used save states instead of saving mm -hmm. with, uh... oh, shoot, what's the grandma's name? Uh, Wrinkly. Wrinkly. Wrinkly Kong. But also we would have save, save, save states on that as well. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that, like, this is a way that we were playing it differently than we would have originally. Right. Also, like, I don't know if we just got, we just knew these levels really good in the very beginning, but, like, coming out of the first world, we had, like, 30 lives. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, never really dipped down below that, also because we were save stating and everything, but, like... Yeah. Compared to the last game where we're like we we had to go and farm lives multiple times. Yep. Like we were just set for the rest of the game in a way that like felt real weird. It was wild. I did not expect it. I I was expecting us to have to like go and farm some lives or do some of the trivia sessions or something to get them, but we didn't really have to do that. No, nah, which again I think it was just because we'd save state more in this version than we did in DKC one, where we just like we would just try levels over and over and then be like, oh crap. Yeah. We gotta go get some levels. <laughs> get some lives. Yes, lives. Um, so yeah, like that felt real. I don't like it. Again, like that feels like it's coming in, like it's coming up against that i that notion that they're like, oh, we made this game harder because people thought the the last game was easy, but then it's like you can come out of that first first world with like twenty to thirty lives and you're pretty good. Yeah. For a good amount of time, so like. I definitely wouldn't consider this one harder. Yeah, like I think I the, think more complex is a good way to put it, but not harder. I think more complex and also like the ramp up in difficulty is smoother than it is in DKC one. Yes, I will hundred percent agree with you on that. Like the 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 way that they go through like introducing you to more like hard things, more difficult ideas, and everything like definitely happens a lot in the back half of that game, mm -hmm. um, which I think works really well. But I think in DKC1, there's a little bit more just, like, erraticness with that. Like, it's not as smooth. Where you'll just you'll get into levels where you're just like, oh, God, I'm stuck on this forever. Then, oh, I'm free. And then it's like, oh, God, I'm stuck on another level. Whereas this, you're like, okay, well, we're getting into the back half of the game. We know we're going to get into, like, some more difficult levels here and there. And especially, like, those uh, like those tower levels near the very mm -hmm. end um, are definitely a challenge. But I think, like, it makes sense because, like, you're about to finish the game. These are going to be very challenging levels. Right. In a way that, you know, you you would want. So, like, yeah, like, it's... I think they might have... They might have made this more difficult. Who's to say? Because we obviously play this game in a much different way. Mm -hmm. But I think they're also, like, more cognizant of the fact of, like, how do you ramp up the difficulty for a player compared to what they did with DKC1? So I think that helps a lot in, like, kind of, like, creating this illusion that it's not as difficult as the other game. Right. It just, it has a better progression than the other game had. I think that that's completely it. It has a much more natural progression of difficulty. Mm -hmm. Which I think helps this game in just a ton because, like, it's hard to find a way this game is inferior to one. Yeah. Which is wild to say because, like, there was only a year between these two games coming out. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're like, you know, they said, like, oh, you know, we started this basically right after DKC1 was finished, but, like... This is still, like, a lot of complex levels and everything, a lot of level design, new characters, new areas, new all, all sorts of new, like, bonus stuff and collectibles that they put into this game specifically. And doing that all within the year of uh, the release of the last game and making it a better playing game on top of that is real wild. It's impressive. Like, like it's not something you were able to really pull off all that, all that often. Especially, you know, with big first-party franchises like this. Like, I mean, you could look at the progression from Super Mario Brothers 1 to Super Mario Brothers 2 and be like, did they really learn anything between these two games? Because all they did with the second one is just make it way harder and just more of a jerk. <laughs> Whereas with this, it's like you can see like, oh, you know, they, they learn from this, they learn from this, and they're adding this into this game and implementing it more to make it make way more sense in a way that um, is better suited for playing the game and all they did all of that within a year of these two games coming out i can only think of one other instance right off the top of my head that this happened what's that majora's mask mm. that had also a year turnaround or not a year turnaround but it had a very quick turnaround i think it had a year and a half 
but um, very quick turnaround and honestly improved on everything about Ocarina. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Like, you have to be really on top of your game and, like, know, like, what you want to improve in the, mm-hmm. the following game, especially in doing that in such a short amount of time. Like, that easily could be a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. Super duper. Because then you're just like, you could get into the idea of like, oh, we got to rush this through. We got to get this out in this this amount of time. And now, oh, God, we're just like kind of just lazily doing these levels, lazily doing these improvements and everything. And, you know, you could run into a situation where the game's just much worse. Mm-hmm. But that is uh, luckily not the case here. Yeah, this game's great. This game's a whole lot of fun. I mean, both times that I've played this with you, I've had a real good time with it. Yeah. I would definitely, definitely agree with that. I also just love murdering a sword with a cannonball. <laughs> it's real goofy. It's real good. Like, there's definitely a good amount of like variety in bosses here compared to the first game, where it's just like yeah. three bosses and they repeat two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's only like one boss that like kind of repeats, and even then, like, there's a different enough gimmick in within between the two, right? That it's not like it's the same fight, but just like faster or whatever like it was in dkc1 yeah so like you've got like the the pirate vulture Mm -hmm. you've got the sword Mm -hmm. you've got the the club a guy yes um you have ghost vulture ghost vulture you have the bee the bee of how could i forget the bee how could you forget the bee like that's a pretty big variety there Mm mm-hmm is there one more? I feel like there's one more, but I just cannot remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I if there is, I don't remember what it is. Um, and then you have the 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 big boss fight with uh, Mr. Rule. Mr. Rule. Mr. Rule. Mr. K. Rule. <laughs> who now has an airship and shoots a giant musket at you. <laughs> Uh, I remember this fight just being incredibly difficult when I was a kid. Like, it took me so long to get through it. Um, which mostly probably because of, like, that last bit and the last part of the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, that that fight is so vivid in my mind of just, like, you know, him scooching back and forth across the screen, shooting the, the bullets at you, having to pick them up and throw them back at him, just doing that constantly. Like, it's just inseared into my mind. Of doing that constantly. Um, which I don't think is as, as bad now as I'm older. Mm-hmm. It's still a, a very long fight. Because it's like a three-phase fight. And you have to do it all at once. Um, so like that can be a little difficult to do you know, all at once. But yep. I think the phases are all pretty th- fair in general like the last phase can be kind of difficult because like it's very hard to dodge those like clouds he shoots at you that can kind of mess with your controls and all that sort of stuff yeah. um just depends on which one you get like the red ones are the red ones easy to, to deal with because it just like gives you like a slow-mo jump so you can kind of like jump over one bullet and then jump over the next two because you have enough hang time to do it mm-hmm. but when you get to like the purple cloud which like does like a loop when it comes out so it makes it very hard to dodge um that inverse your controls, um, th- that makes it very hard to like deal with his final part where he has, where he's trying to like suck you into his gun, and then you have to like grab the bullet when he finally shoots out and throw it back at him to to beat him for real. So like if you're in that inverted control phase, it's just like you're kind of just boned if you get hit by that because like it's just very hard to kind of wrap your mind around. Okay, I need to do the other way to avoid this, but also it kind of doesn't work sometimes. It doesn't work very well. Yeah, so it makes it a little funky. Hey. Hey. Funky we mode. We didn't even talk about Funky Song. Man, Funky Song is the best song on the soundtrack. He is surfing on air. It's real impressive. He is funky. That's funky mode for you. Man. He is the Kong of Kongs. Uh, but yeah, you, you defeat King K. Roll and then Donkey Kong beats them up uppercuts him out of like his airship <sighs> goodbye pirate man and then you get to celebrate and hang out with everyone he was never seen again 
Nope, never ever. <laughs> Definitely never seen again. Nope. Definitely won't be in another game after this. Nope. Definitely Def- won't ever make it to Smash. Definitely will never make it to Smash. <laughs> uh, yeah. This game is a whole lot of fun. Like, I'm um, glad they put this on the, the Switch Online stuff. Um, even though they really need to get better at just putting out more games for that system. Because, like, good lord, you're just putting out ROMs. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I was going to mention we had our, our bandana friend who was trying to murder us, which is what uh, what Drake was sampling the music from. But Yes. Um, I thought it was real cool when he showed up. He was like, he has a bandana. Yeah, he's got a bandana and he's a ghost. He's a ghost skeleton with a bandana on. It's real cool. And I did not realize until... <laughs> I forgot about this. Until we played it this time, I was like, you know, what? I understand that like you get the green barrels and not the red barrels, but I never figured out what they actually do. And you're like, did you not see the timer there? I'm like, what? <laughs> I just thought he got closer to you. So yeah, like there is like in that in that level, you're collecting uh, these plus sign barrels that increase the time that is above you to get to the next checkpoint of the level, yes. uh, and that that makes him stop chasing you. So, like, it's just a timer that, and if you hit the minus barrels, it basically decreases your time, makes it so he'll come get you quicker. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the level, <laughs> is to make sure you have enough time to get from checkpoint to checkpoint. And then here's Al, just like, oh, I thought you just got closer to me you know, for some reason. I thought that was it. I was like, oh, my God, Al. I legit. And, you know, it might have been just because I was so focused on getting the barrels this whole time. Mm-hmm. But I never noticed the timer. I was just like, all right, I have to get the green so he doesn't get closer to me. That's it. That's that's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this game came out uh, in, in 95. 25 uh, years ago, almost. I, I am 32 years old, and I just now realized that there is a timer in that level. The more- <laughs> Congratulations on learning. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I also like that like there's race levels in this game, which mm-hmm. I think just is a different thing altogether because it kind of makes you change up your mindset when you're thinking about these levels in particular. Like there's one with the minecarts where you have to like defeat the enemies on the minecarts to get ahead of them or just jump over them. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that enough. Basically, I don't think you have to win necessarily. I think if you win, you get the DK coin. Yeah. But like it's basically just a way to kind of like change the dynamic of a minecart level, which the minecart levels in this game are so much better. They're so much better. So much better. Like holy crap. I did not dread them as much. No, it was like they were like we took a little bit on the race level, but only mm-hmm. just because like just getting the feel for that level and everything. But like other than that, like they were fine compared yeah. to the last game. Um and then there's the the race level where you have to race the bird against with against squawks. Which that took me a little bit because like it's it isn't a bramble level, so like you have to basically maneuver around these very tight corners and corridors, and also you have to shoot some bees afterwards. So like it's just like it's very meticulous in how you have to move throughout that level, mm-hmm. and especially that race portion of the level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that took me about like ten times, I think, at least. Uh, but eventually, I kind of figured out the 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 maneuverability portions of it, which you can kind of get very precise and interesting, like with how like you can you know gain speed and like be very tight around your corners and everything to get like a good lead and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, that that was very satisfying when I finally got through that portion. <laughs> It's like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that again. And then you were like, oh, there's an exploit in this where you can just kind of bypass this whole thing. And I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know that until after we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it. still, it's just like, oh, man. Wish we'd known that then. Yeah. Oh, well. I guess he could technically count as a boss, whoever that bird was. Yeah. But we didn't actually have to fight him. Race boss. Race boss. I like this game. It's a pretty good game. I don't know what we're going to do when we get to three and I can't tailspin again. Unless we have you play as Dixie. Oh. Because you could just host then. Oh. If you wanted to do that the way. But then I would be in charge of the save states. That's true. Um, 
Another thing that we found out that is pretty funny uh, about this game is that whenever I get real into trying to make my jumps precise, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, basically because of the way that the control is and that we're playing it on the the Switch, the little hand appears mm-hmm. <laughs> because I get too into it and my finger hits the right stick. <laughs> I would just be sitting here wait- waiting on you know just stuff to, to happen and then I would just see the hand pop up and I'd be like, oh, okay. Al's getting a little into it. Yep. Al, Al got super... That happened a lot. It did. It was very fun. And so every once in a while, I'd, I'd like be really into it. I'd hear you laugh. I'm like, oh, God, the hand showed up, didn't it? I'm like, yep. Oh, man. That hair spin, though, man. It's broken. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Man. What a good game. This is a, it's a fun game. We finally have redeemed ourselves with a lava level. We did. It took us a year and a half. <laughs> I almost said two years. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's not right. But again, time is a construct. It makes no sense anymore. No. There is no such thing as time. It is not real. It is not real. But yeah, I am very excited. I, I want them to put DKC3 on like now. I yeah, know that it's going to be like two or three months until they do it because it's the way they've been doing these releases. It's bad. But yeah, like I am very excited to play through DKC3 again because I remember I remember that game a lot. I remember just there's so much just weird stuff in that game. Yeah. Because like, you know, there's it. they basically make an open world like kind of hub for you. And there's mm-hmm. like so much weird stuff you can do in that hub area to like unlock one of the final bosses early um find a bunch of like hidden stuff that you can do and upgrade your like little boat ski thing it's just so much weird stuff in that game like you could definitely tell this is them kind of like testing the waters for a collectathon style gameplay mm-hmm. with how much like they kind of cram into dkc3 and then obviously we will expand upon when they get to the N64 and do all those games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this is definitely, you can see the, the, the evolution, the evolution, the pieces coming together for rare to be like, Ooh, collect-a-thons. <laughs> Ooh, I like the idea of that. I was going to say something, but now I can't remember what I was going to say. You were going to say DK Donkey Kong. I don't know. Anyway, what were you going to say before I interrupted you? I don't know. DK um. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Oh, oh, Cranky in this one has two sticks. Like he's got essentially a walker this time. He's getting old. Sh- showing his age. He's getting old. Isn't Wrinkly dead in the next one? She's I a ghost. I don't remember. Maybe. I'm pretty sure she's a ghost. Either way, Cranky will still tell you that he can beat this game in way quicker than you could. Yeah, he yelled at us. He's a pro gamer. <laughs> He had, he's probably had many heated gamer moments. Oh, my God. Considering he's an arcade character. Yeah, probably. DK, Donkey Kong. <laughs> CK, Cranky Kong. What did Cranky Kong do in the Kong War? I mean, that's a valid question. <laughs> I wonder if I can find an answer. I doubt it. It would help if I spelled Kong War correctly. I spelled, I did Mong War. Ape War. Sorry, the Ape War. <clears throat> Sometimes called Kong Wars, Banana Wars. Wow. The war between the Kongs and the Kremlings. Funky was was the brown baron. That's right. We learned that last time. Yep, Donkey Kong Jr. God, his wife decided to assist him. Was he the killer went missing? Jesus Christ. Um, da, 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 da. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't involved in the war. He was too busy in being in Donkey Kong, the arcade game. He was too busy dealing with that jump man. There was a Mankey Kong betrayal. <laughs> Alright. Man. 
Oh my god, they've also worked in Super Mario RPG as part of the Kong Wars, like the whole... Look, they are getting far too into this. We are getting to Hyrule Hysteria Astoria levels yeah. of ridiculousness. We don't, you don't want to go there. No, no. Although, like, it might be funnier to actually get, like, a Hyrule Historia level book for the Kong Wars. I mean, yes, you're right. <laughs> Give me that lore, Nintendo. And also clarify whether Candy is the girlfriend, the fiancé, or just a friend. Again, in the this list of Donkey Kong characters, they list her as the girlfriend of Donkey Kong, which is, again, something completely different as well. Also, mm-hmm. apparently... They put her back in the DKC2 for the GBA remake. What? She is an assistant in the Swanky Kong quiz show. And then she's in 64, I know. And then also, I guess she makes a re- uh, another appearance in DKC3 in the GBA remake. But she was too sexually scandalizing. <laughs> I mean, couldn't they have just, like, I don't know, made her not scandalous? No, that's way too hard. It could have just, like, you know, not made her super hot, I guess. I don't know. Is she? <laughs> it's hard for me to say that she is hot because I'm like, she's she's a, a Kong. In 2007, Games.net ranked Candy Kong number two on the list of top ten disturbingly sexual game characters. Disturbingly sexual? Okay. <laughs> that's a, That sure are some words. Not what I expected to hear today, but here we are. Wild. Also, you were mentioning in that that thing about the Kong Wars, Mm -hmm. that Cranky Kong's wife went missing? No, not Cranky. It was uh, DK Jr. Oh, I was going to say. She was either killed or missing, because Wrinkly is uh, Cranky's wife. Either way. I also like how Dixie's went from DKC3 to nothing until she reappeared in the great Donkey Konga 2. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Donkey Kong game. Get out your bongos. It's Donkey Konga. One day we'll play that. I mean, I've played it. I have not played it. Let's check out the track listing for Donkey Kong Donkey Konga 2. Okay. And see all the, the bangers that are on it. <laughs> Going into this FAQ from 2006 on IGN. Oh, yes, of course. It's a 2006 game, so of course you start off the soundtrack with All Star by Smash Mouth. Ooh. Wow. Then you have Boombastic by Shaggy. The Mr. Boombastic? Basket? Basket? Ba- I can't say this. All I know is it wasn't me. Yep. Born Too Slow by The Crystal Method. Oh. Come Clean by Hillary Duff. <laughs> I, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Contact by Roger Sanchez. I don't know. Uh, Donkey Konga 2 theme. Drive by Incubus. <laughs> uh, Full Moon by Brandy. Habanera by Bizet from Carmen. Uh, Headstrong by Trapped. Whoa! High Roller by The Crystal Method. Hit 'em up style by Blue Cantrell. Oh, that's a song about cheating. <laughs> great, great addition for Donkey Konga. <laughs> I, is this this? I, am I being ribbed here? Is this actually the real soundtrack? I don't I have know. To, I have to go to another source. I have to go to the Mario Wiki. Does go this tell me the soundtrack? But also, this has like different. There are different regions have different soundtracks. That makes sense. No, this is the North American soundtrack for sure. Oh my god, what else is on it? <laughs> oh boy, okay. Uh, I don't want to know by the Donnas. Okay. I haven't heard of the Donnas in like seven years. Not yeah. Way more than that. It's 
It's been a while by Stained. (laughs) (laughs) La Bamba. La Bamba. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. (laughs) Heck yes. All right. This is a very weird inclusion. Okay. I don't know if this is the Minute Waltz or the Minute Waltz by Frederick Chopin. Good. Nana, hey, hey, kiss him goodbye by the Nylons. I don't think I know that one. No More Drama by Mary J. Blige. I do know that one. Pieces by Hoobastank. Any inclusion of Hoobastank's a mistake. Predictable by Good Charlotte. Wow. Road Trip by Stereogram. Rock the Boat by Aaliyah. I do know that one. Send the Pain Below by Chevelle. No! Yeah! Oh my god, no! Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Oh, yeah. That was my song as a kid. Sidewalks by Story of the Year. That sounds familiar. I don't know what that is, though. I think I know Story of the Year is a band. I don't know. There may be a first song. The Anthem by Good Charlotte. <laughs> uh, Tripak by Tchaikovsky. Wow, that's a choice. Trouble by Pink. Okay. You Don't Have to Call by Usher. Usher. <laughs> Unpretty by TLC. Oh, I like that song. Why Don't We Fall in Love by Amory? I don't know that. And then Wish You Were Here by Incubus. Ooh, that is... Is that it? That's it. <sighs> we're also missing from... There's a bunch of on the European version mm-hmm. that we're missing. Uh, like, Are You Ready for Love by Elton John? Okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, that's sad that we didn't get that one. A Depeche Mode song. Ooh, I like Depeche Mode. I'm a Slave for You by Britney Spears. Heck yeah! Jungle Wait. Boogie by Cool and the Gang. Which Depeche Mode song is it? I'm curious. Uh, Enjoy the Silence. Oh, I love that one. Uh, The Pokemon main theme. All right. A Soul Asylum song. All right. All right. That's the way I like it by Casey and the Sunshine Band. The Soul Asylum one's Runaway Train, right? Yes. Um, And then the William Tell Overture. All right. Sure. And then the Japanese version has a completely different set list. Such as, like, anime openings from, like, Doraemon and Pokemon and Pretty Cure. Uh, A different Chopin song. Which one? Koino no Waltz. It's it's in Japanese. So it's actually probably the same thing. It's just in yeah. Japanese. The Legend of Zelda theme. Ooh, neat. Um, more anime. A Gundam opening. <laughs> of course. The Pikmin 2 theme song. Oh, yeah, a Naruto ending. Whoa. <laughs> and then, of course, Shinky Doodle. Casual. It's just, all right, are we going to just spend the rest of this podcast talking about the Donkey Konga set list? Because I think that's what we're going to do here to, to add time. We're at like an hour, but we can talk about the Donkey Konga set list. Well, so what is happening on Donkey Konga? How wild is the Donkey Konga set list is the real question. Oh, of course, we're starting off with All the Small Things by Blink-182. All the small things. Get it real into aliens. <laughs> Bingo. Like What's B-I-N-G-O. Yeah. Busy Child by the Crystal Method. A lot of Crystal Method in these sounds. A lot of Crystal Method. Wow. Um, Dancing in the Street by Martha and the Vandellas. Okay. The DK Rap. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the Hungarian Dance Number no. Five in G Minor. Okay. Oh hell yeah! The impression that I get by the Body Body Boss Tones. Let's get some ska in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only ska song that's acceptable. Uh, I think I love you by Casey. There's a Kirby so- song, the Zelda theme, Like Wow by Leslie Carter. The Locomotion by Kylie Minogue. <laughs> wow. That's yep. a duo of songs there. Louie Louie by The Kingsman. The Super Mario theme. That Those aren't two, those are two different songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be clear. On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. What? Oi Kobo Va by Santana. Clearly, they should have, there's easily a How better Santana song. Not here. Exactly. <laughs> what year did this come out? Uh, 2005? Yeah. Smooth should have been on here. 2003. Mm. And 04, it was 04 and overseas, but yeah, you're right. Um, Paralos Romboros by Tito Puente. No idea. Pokemon theme. Okay. Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Okay. Rock Lobster. Yeah! 
Rock This Town by the Stray Cats. Good. Shining Star by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Sing, Sing, Sing with a Swing by Benny Goodman. <laughs> Stupid Cupid by Patsy Cline. Oh, that's a good one. The Turkish, Turkish March by Mozart. Oh, what? <laughs> we Will Rock You. Okay. What I Like About You by The Romantics. Okay, that's a good Whip one. Whip It. That's a real good one. Wild Thing by The Trogs. You know what? I, I understand putting this on a Donkey Kong song. And then sense. You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes. Uh, again, okay. the European version had other songs like 99 Red Balloons. Ooh, that one's good. I wonder if they did the German version or if it's... It maybe just depends. Version. Some Jamiroquai. Sure. Don't Can Stop be? Me Now by Queen. Yes, that okay, actually, that's, that's one of them. That is the better Queen Oh, song. 100%. I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Nice. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Nice! <laughs> How did we not get that one? That's a great question. Oh, it also, they also got tub thumping. Oh, wow. And then, of course, the Japanese side is, is again, more anime, such as the Pokemon opening, or one of them. The commercial theme song for Pikmin. Uh, an Utada Hikaru song. What? Which I don't think is in Kingdom Hearts. Which one is it? Colors. No, it is not in Kingdom Hearts. More anime. More anime. Oh, they, how did the Japanese version get Mambo number five? <gasps> and we didn't. What? That's, oh, that's, that's real messed up. They got the, uh, the Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Kong 64 theme song called Monkey Rap, which we all know what that is. And then more anime. And then that leaves us Donkey Kong 3, which I don't think came out here. It was only released in Japan. Man, what's that track listing like, though? Some J-pop. Uh, the fifth Naruto opening is in here. All right. I don't uh, know what that one is. But... Oh, the, the fourth uh, the, the fourth Naruto opening is in here, which is uh, Go by Flow, which is very good. Uh, there's some Asian Kung Fu Generation in here. Oh, nice. The fourth Full Metal Alchemist uh, opening. So, like, this is that's some good stuff. Here, and then it's like, here's some other anime, like the Dragon Ball Z opening. <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> uh, and then some more Donkey Kong and Pokemon. And then the Fire Emblem commercial theme, which I hope is just uh, fire. Yeah. It probably is. And then some Western songs, like a, a song from Scott Joplin. Which one? Entertainer. Entertainer. And then also La Cucaracha. Uh, some game songs like a song from Smash Brothers okay. and then some children's music and then they just put a bunch of Famicom music on here like cool. music from the Zelda music from the Dr. Mario music from Mappy and Pac-Man <laughs> you know all of the, the Famicom hits <laughs> God. all I'm saying from this is that they should put out a new Donkey Konga I yep I agree with you. But also make it a soundtrack that it should be from the 2000s. Yes. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. Let me make the soundtrack for the new Donkey Konga, please. All right. Okay. That's that's something I can get behind. <laughs> Look, I will get behind Nintendo and their terrible uh, business idea of doing limited releases if they let Al make a new Donkey Konga soundtrack. Yeah. Please petition for this, everyone. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Man, we, we really need to play the Donkey Konga games and talk about them. This has been on our list for like two or three years now. It has. But even more them. so, Yeah. this That's is something insane. we got to do. We got to do it. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, that's going to that's gonna wrap this episode up. Yeah. If you would like more from us, go to SeasonLimitCheckup.com or SSC.Cool. where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like SeasonLimitCheckup and Jared Now Watch. Jared Now Watch will be coming back this week. Woo! So look forward to that. Uh, you can find more from Anladium at anladium.com she's got columns and reviews you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash anime checkup and you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash SACOVA buy us a slice of pizza get access to bonus episodes unedited versions of the podcast all that fun stuff uh, there's a bonus episode coming your way sometime soon whenever we decide to record it we have an idea but we just gotta do it yeah is the thing uh, next week we'll talk about something if nothing else, we have a, a a JoJo game to talk about. Yes. 
but also we're probably going to pair that with something. So who knows? I'm just saying worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So probably be better to pair that with something. But either way. Valid. That's it. Goodbye. Yeet. Play some Donkey Bye. Konga. Bye-bye.